Okay, this morning um, we have Maggie Mobley coming, which I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. Is that not the cutest name you've ever heard? <laughs> I remember the first time I met her, I was like, Maggie Mobley, that's your name? Like, that is, it sounds like a character, like from a book or, or like a Hallmark movie or something. I don't know. It's just adorable. So I like to imagine that when she met her husband, she was just like, wait, what's your last name? Let's do this. Like, that is so cute. That is so cute. So uh, Maggie and her husband have three kids, and I'll let her tell a little bit more about what she does here at Sherwood Oaks, but she's got just a great encouraging message for us this morning, so let's welcome Maggie. Thank you. I am excited to be here this morning. Um, as Beth said, my name is Maggie. I am the Assistant Director of Women's Ministry here at Sherwood Oaks. Um, I've been here for, I don't know seven years, I think. I lose track after a little while. So seven years, and I've worked a lot in Sherwood Kids, and then I transitioned into uh, women's ministry. So I am excited to be here with you this morning. I have three kids. Mine are um, entering a new phase of life. We're almost to the teenage years with my oldest. So my oldest son is almost 12. Um, he's in sixth grade, and then our middle guy is nine. He's in third grade, and then our daughter, Elliot, is four. So we um, have the whole gamut, so I'm there with you on part of it and on the outer edges of some entering some new stuff. So today is going to be a morning of encouragement we're going to spend some time doing some talking together, and then you guys are going to do some group talk, intermingling with this, and then we'll have some discussion time at the end. So before we do anything else, we start staff devotions like this a lot, and I, I just love it. So I want everybody to take a minute and close your eyes and just breathe. Think about how you made it through the month of December, the chaos of Christmas, the chaos of cookie decorating, craft making, all of those things. And you have made it through that, and now you're on the other side, and we are here this morning. All right. Open your eyes. Keep that feeling of just calm as we go into the morning. But now that you're calm, I am going to make you do a fun activity here. I think it's fun. So I want you to stand up if at any time during the night last night you were up with a child. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Have a seat. But you might be up again, so don't get comfy. Stand up if at any time in the last 48 hours. See, it's funny. On my sheet, I put that you have um, folded laundry. Now, I'm going to edit this to say, or washed or dried, because I've done a lot of washing and drying, but no folding. Okay? Lots of laundry. All right, have a seat. Stand up with, if within the last week you have made a meal out of the remnants of the food on your child's plate. Anybody do that? Like, you don't fix yourself lunch, but you eat the leftovers? Anybody else do that? Just, just a few of us? Perfect. All right, stand up if you're potty training a child. Anybody potty training? Kudos to you guys. <laughs> this one's a little bit hard to explain, but I think you'll, you'll get with me here. 
stand up if you can think if there's anything that you do as a mom now that previously, before you were a mom, would have surprised you. Does that make sense? Anything you can think of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Have a seat. sure this is working here. Oh, sorry, too far. Okay, sorry about that. All right, I remember the first time before I was a mom, uh, the first time that I watched a mom wa uh, wipe her child's nose with her bare fingers, right? <laughs> you guys ever done that? And I remember the first time I saw someone do that before I had kids, I thought, ooh, yikes, you know? Um, and it shocked me and it surprised me a little bit. Um, but after becoming a mom, it, it became pretty standard practice, right? If you don't have a Kleenex or a wipe or even a long sleeve handy, um, you know, you would just wipe your nose or wipe it on your jeans and go about your day. It's no big deal. So what at one point in time was surprising to me is now ordinary, okay? It is just something that doesn't surprise or shock me at all. The definition of ordinary is with no special or distinctive features, normal. Now, we often hear the saying, what is normal? And now, you know, we all kind of feel that because there's really no such thing as normal when we, we uh, try to define it. But really, the dictionary defines normal as usual, typical, or expected. And those are the words that we're going to talk about today, is um, typical and expected and normal. A few weeks ago, I asked you guys on Facebook what your least favorite mom chore was. And overwhelmingly, and especially after seeing what we all stood up for today, the answer was laundry, okay? These are great. I'm sure you've seen these. Anybody ever just want to throw away the last load of laundry? That's me, often. According to Procter & Gamble, guys, the average American family washes 390 loads of laundry a year, seven and a half loads per week. I honestly feel like that can be a bit on the low side, depending on what season we're in. If we're in the midst of baseball season, we're a lot higher than that. Or if we, um, you know, are doing swim stuff and going swimming every day during the summer, we got extra loads. So an average of seven and a half loads per week. And I added this slide to make you feel a little bit better. This is what my couch looks like often at our house. My boys, you know, are 9 and 11, and sometimes they say, Mom, there's no place to sit. And I look at them and say, you're welcome to fold the laundry. You know, if you don't want to sit on the floor and you want to sit on the couch, have at it, right? Um, that's just kind of our home for our clean laundry to help trigger my reminder to fold the laundry. It really just gets moved, like, from the couch to the bed during the day and then back to the couch at night, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm working on it. It's just one of those things that we do. A family of four runs their dishwasher five times a week on average. I know I personally pack 15 lunches a week. That's one of my least favorites. I don't know what it is. I don't love packing lunches, and I have to do it quite a bit. Summer and Christmas break are just wonderful for me because I get to take a break from packing lunches. So I read these numbers, about the 390 loads of laundry per year and the five loads of the dishwasher per week, and I immediately think, well, no wonder. We feel like that's all we do. Does anybody else feel like that's all you do sometimes? And, you know, we read these numbers, and, and it gets a little bit overwhelming because as moms, we really do do a lot of it. Not to downplay our husbands or, you know, things like that. Husbands do great, but as moms, we carry a lot of that burden. 
You know, we do the tidying up. We keep the calendar. We get everybody to and from daycare, preschool, doctor's visits. We do the chores, everything that needs to, to happen. We're the ones that keep that functioning. And on top of that, some of us either work full-time or part-time. Maybe you volunteer at school or church or in the community. We have a lot going on. The hardest part about these chores is that they just keep coming. It is absolutely never-ending, right? You feel so great when all the laundry is folded and put away. And then everybody takes their clothes off at night, takes showers and baths, and you have a full nother load before you even go to bed. Or you feed your kids breakfast, and you clean the kitchen, and you put all the dishes away, and you walk away, and it's sparkling clean, and you feel fantastic. And 30 minutes later, what? Your kids want fed again, right? It is a never-ending wave. That is why these tasks and chores become part of our everyday, ordinary, normal routine. These things become expected. Now, we've all heard people say, you'll miss it someday. And I'm sure the mentor moms in our room would say, you'll miss it. Now, to be honest, I don't know if I'll ever miss all the laundry, um, but we can understand the sentiment behind it, right? Is that we won't always get to do these things. Because really, being a mom and every ordinary part of our jobs as moms is a gift. It's going to be several years for many of us until the laundry is really ever done or the bathrooms stay clean for longer than a day. I uh, envy... We go stay with my, my aunt and my uncle in South Carolina almost every year, and I, I envy their laundry system. You know, we're there for a week, and I'm doing several loads of laundry just for the week we'll th we're there. And I go out, and I see their laundry, their baskets. You know, they, they separate their clothes. I'm not a separator. But, you know, they got a basket for their whites and their darks and their towels, and they don't do laundry all week long. And I think, that is incredible. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do we get to that? Um, but I know when I get there, I'll feel a bit sad. Um, because I'll, I'll be missing these every ordinary or these everyday ordinary tasks, and because these tasks tasks aren't going anywhere, we need to adjust how we're reacting to these ordinary tasks. Our society has made ordinary feel less than or not enough. Um, I, I need your help here for just a minute. I want you to take two minutes at your table and share what you wanted to be when you grow up. Okay, so take a minute, just real quick, and go around the circle. Think of your eight-year-old self. What did you want to be when you grow up? So take just a moment and do that. It's just me. Keep going. I'm just messing with the lights.
All right, if you haven't yet made it around the table, try to quickly share your dream job. Okay, um, does anybody want to be a teacher when you were younger? That was me. What about a veterinarian? I went through that phase too. Um, last week there was a good one, dolphin trainer. Anybody want to be a dolphin trainer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dolphin trainer. What else? Anybody else have a fun one they want to share, what you wanted to be when you grew up? Anybody else? Oh, fashion designer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, an NFL football player. That's ambitious. That's great. That's a good one. <laughs> I love it. So we all had these dreams of what we wanted to be when we were growing up. Now, this is an important question. I want you to raise your hand if at any time in your younger life, even not eight-year-old self, but like 18 or 22-year-old self, at any time in your life you dreamed of being a mom. So here's the good news, guys. You are living your dream. <laughs> Keep that in mind as we try to find ordinary joy. This is what we all dreamed of is being a mom. But why in the world, if this was our dream and it's the most joyous job in the world, why do we feel like being a mom isn't always enough? And it can feel ordinary and boring and blah when you have to do this stuff all the time. When I was working on what I wanted to share with you today, I used Google, you know. Um, I got some statistics because um, I, I Googled self-help books for, mom, for moms, okay? And the amount of books that came up was just, I mean, it was overwhelming. It was crazy. Um, many of the suggestions and the, and the books that, or the tips that came from these books were similar. You know, they're like, oh, make yourself a priority, dream big dreams, you know, chase your goals, um, all these things, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Goals are important and necessary for everything we do. But I also think that you need to feel proud and know that if your goal and your only big goal for today is bedtime, that's okay. It's okay if you don't have any other big dreams or goals in your life right now than being a mom. Because that is the most important job in the world. So bedtime is an ordinary goal, but that goal of bedtime is no less important than someone else's goal of running a marathon or traveling Europe, or becoming a corporate partner, because this is your goal, and it's the dream, that, the dream job that you've wanted, and your goal to make it through your day. This quote is in one of these self-help books. It says, your life is supposed to be a journey from one unique place to another. It's not supposed to be a merry-go-round that brings you back to the same spot over and over again. I respectfully disagree. For many years of motherhood, our life will very much feel like a merry-go-round, each day similar to the last, each day full of ordinary things. And I think that's exactly how our life is supposed to be during stages of motherhood. We'll get to ride the big rides later. Okay, we'll have moments where we get to the roller coasters when our kids are grown and we want to go on big trips. We want to go to the Amazon for a month. These types of things, we'll get to have the big rides. But the merry-go-round of motherhood when our babies are young can be the most fun ride you've ever been on if you appreciate and find the joy in the ordinary. 
So let's think about this merry-go-round, okay? If we're actually to get on the merry-go-round right now, we were to go out and get on a merry-go-round, the first few times around are going to be cute, right? Like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> this is sweet. You know, when we get to about time 50, 75, see where I'm going, right? It's not so fun anymore. Feels boring. It's like the same, seeing the same thing over and over on the same horse, the same music. Anybody, like, read the same book every night? Yeah, it's like, like the same things all the time. So especially when I think of my day, my day, and I, I'm a routine girl. I love routine. You know, but my day is, I could lay most of my days out next to each other, and there's not a lot of change, right? It's the same thing that we go through every day. And it's true that life consists of a number of typically ordinary moments. However, it's how we view these seemingly boring moments and what we choose to fill in the space in between these actions that count. We have the choice to find joy. And it's important to choose joy. Because when we choose to spend our days finding and feeling joy, then our lives are simply more joyful. Because Annie Dillard says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Now, I can stand here and tell you to go find joy in the ordinary moments of motherhood, changing diapers, all those things, right? But there's one major thing that we do to ourselves that steals our joy, and we do it to ourselves, and that is comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. I could be feeling really good about finding joy in a moment when I give my four-year-old daughter some extra marshmallows in her hot cocoa. She's sitting at the kitchen table, and she says, oh, mom, can I have a few more? And I think, sure, give her a few more. And I just see that sweet smile. And I'm even overlooking the dishes in the sink. And I think, oh, this is sweet. Just like a simple moment, some extra marshmallows. It's just a sweet little moment of joy, ordinary joy. And then I get distracted. And I look on social media. And I see the picture of the mom that made homemade snowman-shaped marshmallows for her child's hot cocoa. Right? Like, my four-year-old would have liked those a lot better. My moment of joy is gone. Now, I, if you are that mom that loves to make homemade snowman marshmallows, please don't stop. I don't want that to sound, <laughs> sound like that. Good for you. Like, kudos to you. But that's not me. And I can't compare myself to you. So I need to make sure that I'm not letting my moment of joy be taken by someone else. I need to stay with my moment of joy. I cannot compare myself to others. Just a few weeks ago, I took an emotional intelligence test. It was called an EQI test. It was a long test. It was about 200 questions. And um, it was designed to help me understand how I'm wired emotionally, how I work with others emotionally. Um, and one of the things that I scored really high on was self-actualization. I didn't really understand what that was. But really, that's a fancy way of saying I set high expectations for myself. For better or for worse, it's just how I'm designed. Um, but what was even more interesting is that I set these expectations for myself, and then when I don't meet these expectations, my self-regard was low. I was letting myself down and making myself feel bad about myself. So I'm thinking that a lot of these expectations that I set so high for myself, when I think about comparison, I'm sure that things like TV and movies and social media are feeding into these expectations, these high expectations that I'm setting for myself. Of course I'm not going to find joy in my ordinary day when my day isn't living up to these unrealistic expectations. But that's the key. These are my expectations and not my kids. 
So we have these expectations, this com these comparisons, and then we follow that up with mom guilt. Oh, it's the worst, right? Like the rabbit hole of mom guilt. So I see this other lady's homemade marshmallows, and I think, well, my daughter would have liked that. Does my daughter even feel loved and valued without homemade treats? And it's just rabbit hole. Like, well, what if I would have breastfed instead of bottle fed or co-slept instead of sleep trained? You know, it's just this rabbit hole of mom guilt that we send ourselves down all the time. Here's a really great video. Month through Friday. There is not a mom in the world that cannot say that she does not experience guilt on a daily basis. It really starts like the minute you get pregnant, but it really kicks in when you have a baby. And you know, there's different kinds of guilt. There's the guilt of when you do something for yourself. You get to go out, you get to do something, and you feel guilty that you're not there with them to help them put them to bed, even though you put them to bed every single night. Then there's the guilt about asking people to help you when you actually get to go do something then you feel guilty that you're enjoying yourself for going out because really you should be home with them you feel guilty that you go to work that's a big guilt everyone says you never get this time back what am, am I, I supposed to go to work and further my career and, and make money for my family? family and pursue my dream or am I supposed to stay home because they'll never be little again but hold on if I'm a stay-at-home mom I'm feeling guilty that I'm not out there making money for the family and maybe I'm spoiling them and giving them too much time maybe I'm not setting a good example of a woman in the workplace I feel guilty that I yelled and then I got mad and I lost my patience. I feel guilty I didn't get that form signed. I feel guilty that they tried to tell me the seventh story the seventh time, the seventh time in a row, and I didn't care about it. Oh, it's yeah, I definitely feel guilty that I did not document this journey of childhood for them, like my mother did. I feel guilty because I'm asking for too much, but I'm not asking for enough. I feel guilty that I never see my girlfriends. I feel guilty that I'm not spending enough time with my husband. I feel guilty I don't want to have sex every day. I feel uh, guilty that when he comes home, I'm exhausted, and I don't really know how to specifically explain why. Or I feel guilty that I had too many kids and I don't have enough time for them all. I think we're doing a good job. I actually do. Okay. I think And that are. should be good enough. You know what? You're a great mom. You're a great mom. I know you're doing the best that you can and yes. that is enough. I know your kids are great. I know your kids are great. Try and give yourself a break. Happy Friday. You deserve it. I thought that video is a fantastic, um, I don't, I don't know, but like that's how my head works a lot of times, you know? I compare myself. I'm trying to find joy in these things and then this mom guilt sets in. But this, I came across this, and this is a great answer to mom guilt. This quote, oh, sorry, there was some talking. We'll get there. Um, this quote here is, there's no way to be a perfect mother and a million ways to be a good one. That can help us step away from our mom guilt. We need to stop comparing ourselves. Our kids are resilient, and they don't need a perfect mother. This is a sweet little saying um, about letting go of mom guilt by Rachel Martin, and it says, Today, in an auditorium full of parents, my son scanned the room looking for me. When he saw me, his face lit up. He wasn't looking for the perfect parent. He was looking for his mom. Don't ever forget the power of simply being their mom. And I'll tell you, it's going to make me cry at age 36. My mom's in the back of the room, and it's the best knowing that, you know, your moms are here. Your moms are there. My mom wasn't a perfect mom. I'm not a perfect mom. You're not a perfect mom. God has not designed us to be that way. But knowing that my mom is here, she's all that I need. And you are all your kids need as well. And that's where we find the joy. The knowledge that we are enough, that's the feeling that you use to fill up the space in your day. And that's what we add to bring more joy to the ordinary merry-go-round days 
that we have. Now, as we're talking about letting go of mom guilt and to stop comparing ourselves, I want to try to give you some true takeaways of um, how to do this. And so, of course, once again, I turn to our mentor moms because they're amazing and they're, they've been through all of this and they're so encouraging. And so I sent them an email a while ago and I said, what are some of the things you can look back on and think this was ordinary, but it was a joyful, it's a joyful memory, something that they did. And I got some really great answers. And surprisingly, some of them were really similar. I say surprisingly and maybe not. Um, several Several of them answered that um, to have a little fun game, a routine, when you're doing diaper changes. I mean, diaper changes. We change lots of diapers, right? I mean, especially if you have more than one baby, they're just, you know, they're going to add up over your life. Um, So sing them a sweet song. If you have the same song every time, it becomes a special moment doing an ordinary stinky job um, that you can have that special time with your babe. Many suggested reading to your kids. It's very simple, but so special for them. And then (laughs) make chores fun. We all know that adding music to anything can make it better, right? So crank up the music. You know, at our house um, for Christmas, I got like a Bluetooth speaker, a a good one. But my son also got one too. So now what happens in our house, I'm upstairs trying to get chores done, and my music is really loud. He's downstairs trying to get his room clean, and his music is really loud. So it's the battle of the... uh, of the speakers, and we share the same Spotify account. So he started kicking me off of my Spotify account. All of a sudden, mine will go quiet, and I hear his downstairs, and it becomes this fun little battle until I, sometimes I just pull rank, and I say, listen to something else. You know, mama needs her music. But we add some music, you know. Help your ki- have your kids help you um, match socks. Does anybody do that? It's a great way for, like, colors, activities. It's something they can do. Match socks with your babies. Um, and a little bit of a tangent, I know it's going around on Netflix right now. Anyone seen the Marie, the tidying up? Yes, I watched my first one yesterday. Um, I mean, goals, we're not there at all in our house. But, uh, but I thought that when I see her little, the little kids helping fold, you know, just including them in those daily activities so you don't feel any extra mom guilt by having to step away to do um, things you need to do around the house. And I had a few things I wanted to add to this simple list of ways to find joy in your ordinary. And one thing is to mix things up. I've already told you that I'm a routine girl, but sometimes just a simple change in your day can make a big difference. If you read the same three books at night, I mean, maybe instead of books at night, you listen to an audio story. It sounds simple, but just something to make it feel a little bit different. It's like a different song on the merry-go-round, the same merry-go-round, but a different song. Right? Just something just um, different enough to change things up. Or maybe if you drop your kiddo off at preschool every morning and you go to the Y and you do the same routine every day, that's fantastic. But maybe one day you uh, text a friend and say, hey, why don't you meet me? Let's go for a walk. So it's still your same routine, but enough to make it feel a little bit different, a different song on the merry-go-round. So we're going to start wrapping some things up. I want to give you um, lots of talking time to encourage each other here. Um, But I want to leave you with a quote and a thought. Sometimes you have to let go of the picture of what you thought life would be like and learn to find joy in the story you are actually living. We have to let go of the expectations and of the comparison and find joy right where we're at. Sometimes we're so busy with life that we overlook the simple We spend so much time looking for extraordinary, the fireworks, the explosion, the mountaintop, the next incredible experience. 
And all the while, the joy is right before us. The joy is waiting for us to notice. And when we take notice of the simple joys right before us, our ordinary becomes the extraordinary. We've got one more video, and it makes me cry every time I watch it, so just heads up. It's a fun one, but it still makes me cry. We'll watch this together as we wrap up. Stranger to the dark, hide away and pray. Kids don't tear the house apart. I eat my secret stash of candy bars. Time to play, they say. I don't want this day to start. If only I could change my name, they say it 90 times a day. When will I get a break? When the hardest days try to bring me down And the laundry's piled up all around I'll be brave, I'll keep calm And I'll sing the clean-up song I am all Look out, cause here I come Gonna clean this house from dust till dawn Days are hard, nights are long, but I keep on going strong. I am on.
was put on by Compassion Church, and I just think it sums it up so well. Um, before we get to table, di- oh, sorry, don't want to run it again. Before we get to table discussion, I just want to, I just want to say that I, um, I hope you really do focus on this merry-go-round that we're in right now. It's the best ride we'll ever be on. So just focus on those, um, those simple things. And find joy in those moments. Because you guys, we're living our dreams right now. Some days it doesn't feel like it, but we truly are. So I'm just so proud of you for, for making it here <laughs> with kids. And I just, um, I hope you feel encouraged in knowing that you are doing an amazing job um, in, in, in what you're doing. So we are, um, we're cheering for you, okay? Um, we're going to go to these table discussions, but we missed one because I was just too busy talking. Um, so before you get to these, I want you to talk a little bit about that mom guilt. What is that one thing that you carry the most guilt um, for? Like I know for me, I'm very much a, I like the house clean, but then I feel bad if I'm not with the kids. You know, like that's a big mom guilt. So share what your mom guilt is. Encourage each other in that, and then you have some time to discuss. So um, we're proud of you. Stay encouraged and enjoy the merry-go-round. Thank you, guys. Oh, one more thing I'm going to bring around to you while you talk.